Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Go for it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of uh, Flats and Shanks, the, the podcast, the Autumn Nation series, uh, the officially unofficial Autumn Nation series review thing. And Shanks, I want to ask you a question um, to start with. Have you ever been on a train or sitting at home and gone to your Twitter followers and said, hey, Tweeps, doing a Q&A, ask me anything? <laughs> <laughs> Have you? I think so. Just bored in the car, guys. Ask away. Yeah, got the cruise control on. Driving. Ask whatever you want. I wouldn't even know how to sort of repost a question who's asked it and give an answer. So I do get the whole thing. It's just my morbid fear would be that no one asks a question and then people have said, um, people have seen you say, ask away, and then no one asks you a single thing and it's like, hmm... I might just post that later saying, hey, tweeps. Hi, guys. Stuck on a train. Ask me anything and then just not respond or reply. Hi, guys. On loo for next 40 mins. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, guys. At the STI clinic. uh, Yeah, at the genitourinary clinic. Um, (laughs) Hey, guys. On date night with my wife. Uh, Ask away. (laughs) (laughs) Just having chronic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what what you want to know yeah yeah no I just, if i if i had a spare sort of 30 40 minutes i'd probably just go online and gamble play the, <laughs> play the slots play the slots live roulette lightning roulette that's better um if i had a spare 30 40 minutes that's just not what i would do um but which is cool people do different stuff but um i just it's like those end of season dinners where it used to be like at the club where it used to be like right we're going to auction off every shirt or going to auction off every player for a table did it once and we all stood on the stage it's like right next up is flats and it's like 12 pounds 14 pounds and it's like oh this is awful you know butch james has gone for three grand and i can't raise you know bag of crisps so it's just like you know what you should do like a real good way of raising money you know like you get people to stand up and you've got to get it down to like one or two for the price stand and up that reverse auction yeah. no yeah reverse auction now if you went to an event with 200 people 250 people and you had a sign ball from whoever was on stage let's just say marlon johnson yeah and what you'd say is right who would give me for a sign ball for martin johnson who would give me 100 pound and it's 250 no one sits down first right no so what you've done previously is you've got Martin Johnson to sign 250 balls. And he said, right, yeah, who's cool going to give me £100? <laughs> Sold. Yeah. yeah and yeah, you're done. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. 25 bags. Yeah. Yep. That's what I would do. Is my maths right? I think so. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've only ever had the... I've done so many stand-up, sit-down auctions, reverse auctions, as you can imagine. I've only ever had the nightmare scenario once. And whenever I do it, I say, now, look, everyone, the pressure's on me here. This You could actually really do me over here and stitch me up. And it's all a big laugh. But I once did one where it was like, right, we've got 15 of these things to sell. 
mm. to raise money for this charity. And at 900 quid, yeah, so it's 900 quid. We've got 35 people standing up. So you go from 900 to 1,000 and everyone sits down except four people. Mm. And I'm like, right, right, right. We've now got hardly any money compared to what we just had. Could everyone who was on 900 quid stand back up and we'll go up in small? And no. Don't nope. happen. Nope. So you are screwed. You are screwed. And it's like, right, we've yep. now made four grand, not 30 grand. Stand you up, know, your pussy. <laughs> it's just like, it's just, yeah, it is. It's a, I mean, it's not a major, it's not something that cost me any sleep, but yeah, it's a, it's a thing. What um, we should do is we should, when we're together next, which might not be for a while, we should just take a photo of ourselves and say, ask us a question. Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah. In the next 12 seconds, because we're leaving then. Um, by the way, I was at, uh, at Twickers HQ on Saturday for England, Japan, and um, I was in the green room and this bloke walked up to me and he was a really nice bloke and I know I'm retweeting praise again, but he said how much he liked the podcast and whatever. But he also said that his dad, Mr. Scarisbrook was his name. And it definitely, it, I, he, he said, does that ring a bell from your school days? I said, it does ring. He goes, no, you don't have to lie. If you don't remember him, you don't have to lie. I said, mate, fella, I'm not lying. It rings a bell, but I couldn't, I wouldn't know him if he walked in, but it rings a bell. Anyway, he was, I think a, a, a teacher at my school. Anyway, um, and as his, this, this is, that's this guy's dad. So he said, that's my dad. He was at your school. Remember him? And, uh, you know, anyway, he said, I love your pod because what I do is there's two sections to your pod. There's the rambling and there's the rugby bit. And I try and run a 5K run before you finish the rambling bit and get to the rugby bit. So I said, look, fella, our, our pods are too long some of the, sometimes, but we might try and string it out a little bit this next week. Just you. to give you a bit of extra time, because he'd had a few beers. He was on his first, he was on his first ever work do at corporate. So he was like ho hosted or hosting work, and he was like he was on his best behaviour. But all his colleagues had gone, so he was cutting loose on the Guinness. Um, so he probably feeling a bit dusty. Uh, but anyway, so we'll do our best, all right? You have a tie around his head. It's always a good sign. He was nude, which was inappropriate. But um, why was he on his own? They just threatened well, atmosphere. Well, he said everyone had gone and he decided oh. to stay and hang around. Um, Looking for friends like you. Well, Haskell, yeah, exactly. Haskell did all the, the pre-match uh, Q&A type stuff. And they said, you know, Haskell and others will be back post-match. And I can't do pre-match because I'm doing the telly. So obviously all of his work colleagues seen the game, come in for a drink. And yep. they just they knew Haskell was coming back. So they'd all left. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, good choice. Um, Half hour of your life, you never get back. Yeah, it was just, yeah, I mean, it, you know, if you are a human being, you, you, he will offend you at some point. Um, but he was great value. He was great value. He was wearing a very small T-shirt, I'll say that. It was probably quite a big T-shirt, actually, but you know what I mean. How's he um, enjoying fatherhood? Do you have a little chat with him? Both got fairly newborns, although yours is a little bit bigger now. Man, I'm not I sure. I say yours. does have a name. Doesn't have a name, um, but I I think Hask has definitely met the baby because we've seen pictures. Mm. Um, but otherwise, I I don't think he's been home for a few months. I think. Oh, what a lucky seems, bloke! Seems to work every day. Um, you're making me yawn now. I'm so tired. So am I. <laughs> so am I. Um, <laughs> apparently, I committed a cardinal sin the other yesterday on ITV, where Hugh Woos and Croft, our presenter, just asked, you know, look, how about the weekend? What a weekend of rugby! And I said, yeah, mate, it's been good. It's been knackering but it's been good and you're not meant to say you're knackered because nope. Nope. we're immune to fatigue. Um, yes. But yeah. You're done though, mate. You're done. So are you. You had a busy one. Not as busy as you. You've been flat out for the last four weeks. Yeah. I just had travel nightmare. That's all I had. I was... I think I got to Devon for a few days. That's not flat out, is it? Anyway, go on mm. then. Tell me about your logistics. I was going to get the train down to... I was trying to work out the best way to get to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, North London. I didn't want to drive because uh, I spoke to Sam Warburton, who went down, who's been down recently to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to watch he loves Spurs. Spurs didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And he said it's just a nightmare. It took him like four and a half hours. I thought, right, that's put me off. I'm not doing that. So I was kind of a bit fine. I thought there's the first train out of Cardiff to London is 8.50 on a Sunday. Sunday trains. Risky. Get me in um, about 11 o'clock-ish into Paddington and then an hour to get to White Hart Lane. 
thought that's doable. That's doable. I miss I missed the uh, the brief at the start, but at least I can relax. And I had my eldest and her friend coming as well. Oh God, that's difficult. Trying to watch. So I, was, I was I was about to not interrupt, but I was about to say, get yourself into London, get a motorbike taxi. Well, yeah. So got to Cardiff, went to Pret a Manger, had a bit of breakfast, got there early, um, got my meal deal from Tesco's, and I then got my own food from M&S standard and the train was delayed and it wasn't saying when it was coming in it was engineering works that carried on in bridge end and then eventually it showed to be an hour late and i was like oh no this is kind of fine now so made a decision got in the car drove to bristol parkway where there's a train leaving at about 10 past 10 made it and then got to london train was so full luckily we had seats so I would have got up though if there was someone elderly, but that wasn't. Of course you would. Or pregnant. Yeah. Or just looked like they're in distress. Yeah. And then got a taxi then from Paddington to White Hart Lane, which and I got there in plenty of time, really. But no food apart from a little snack I had from M&S. So I had to get a Cornish pasty, an extra large Cornish pasty from the Cornish pasty stop shop in Paddington. Put it in my bag. I don't want to eat it in a taxi because you know what it's like it's crumbs everywhere it's like yeah so imagine what your feet would look like when you take your socks off oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. No, i have my feet done now don't i so got to the stadium ate my cornish pasty and then did a little bit of rehearsal and then the issue was which i've never been before just trying to get out of the stadium trying to get back to paddington oh. got to train station and trains were full coming past two trains were full couldn't get on no one could get on so no ubers picking up but eventually got one and a walk for about half an hour to find him to, yeah up the road and made the eight 1843 train but then had to get off at bristol parkway on the way oh. back because that's when the car was oh god i drive back from there so it was an effort. Had I thought about it, I, I probably should have got a taxi from Cardiff to Bristol Parkway. But then I, I was worrying if the train was an issue at Bristol Parkway, I'd be stuck there. So anyway, logistical nightmare, but I made it. And oh. what a stadium Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is. Again, had a couple of people come up to me and say, podcast, they enjoyed they it. They like it, don't they? It's so weird because we yeah. don't do anything on it. No. And I also had another guy come up to me to say, you don't remember me, but I anaesthetized you uh, when you had a leg operation in London. Princess Grace Hospital, I think it was. Oh, yeah. Dr. Farris Haddad. Yeah. It wasn't him. It was obviously the anaesthetist. But oh, yeah. I said, but, oh. I mean, presumably Farris did your op. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know what to say to that. I was like, oh, well, I'm still alive. Did you have a good look? Yeah. Went, Cheers, then. <laughs> I had a similar one, not similar but different, at Stonex yesterday at Sarries. This bloke, I'm running, literally running across the field pre-match because we had to do the live game and film the highlights on the same day. So it's two completely different crews and one crew doesn't know the other and they both need you at the same time. And you're sort of, it's fine, it's kind of organised, but you're legging it. And this guy's like, oh, can I get a picture of you in a Fez hat? I said, no, I'll come back, mate, but I've got to go. We're filming now. All right, mate. And this other guy's, flats. Flat and I just in the other, you've got to just you've got to keep walking running flats and I was like I've got I, may, I turn around and said I have to go no come here flat one minute this really forceful guy and he's like we met at Twickenham cool and I was like I'm desperate not to be that prick who's rude to people I am rude to people but in a I'm I'm friendly rude I'm not actually horrible oh, to sure people. I am and I said right Twickenham there's always people around I was like Twickenham yeah we met you at uh we we're having a beer at that uh Twickenham. I was like, oh, God. Oh, you were that guy that had the beer at Twickenham. Yeah, sorry, mate. There's 15 million of you. Not ring any bells. He's like, met you at that lunch. That lunch. I said, mate, he's hanging onto my hand. I was like, let go of the hand, fella. What lunch are you talking Let go. Let go. What lunch are you talking about? And in the end, it's like, oh, that thing for Doddy Whip. Right, right, right. You were having a beer at Twickenham. Actually, you're in the Marriott at a lunch I did for Doddy Whip. Right, right. Okay. Was it Johnny Gould? Was it Johnny Gould? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said, do you remember me? I said, nope. Sorry, mate. I don't lie. He's like, absolutely no recollection. You're a lovely man. You look very smart. Can you let go of my hand, please? I've got to go. 
and the crew are literally like every t- every time we move around the ground to film something they're like can you not talk to anyone please mm. and it's like top C flat like it would be shanks shanks you walking around a welsh stadium it's just like no I've, you, I've mastered it i've mastered it you have to yeah you just have no choice but to just walk off sometimes and it's, it sounds awful but i try not to but sometimes i had two mates um uh tom richardson and uh will samler two two mates basically one yeah they're, they're friends and they were standing right behind the commentary position at the weekend and as i got up at half time at 39 minutes to leg it hit headphones off mic down gently so no one can hear it leg it pitch side to get there oh it's the worst mate it's, it's the awful. worst and people are all getting up to go to the toilet and go to the bar and this bloke said to me flats come a photo i said no sorry mate i'll see you see in a bit but i gotta go on telly and they were just like, you big time, big time prick. And I was like, okay, I know, I know. Yeah. But. Do you know what? That's the first thing I look at when I get a running order through is, am I doing half time? Because yep. if you are, it means you've got to leave like a minute before and you've got to rush down. You've got to put your earphones back in, get into position, yep. get ready, think about what you're going to say. Whilst if you're not, if you can just sit in comms no, for no. 10 minutes, then you can just sip away on your water, have a couple of sweets, take your time and let your mind just relax. Otherwise, and you, you, don't, you also don't have time to weep or go to the toilet. Mate, prime video, when you do that, as you know, you get taken up from pitch side, get up to comms and they drop you off. Um, the girl said to me the other day, um, she said to me, um, any, uh, would you like anything to drink at half time? I said, I would, please. I would love a water and a coffee, a flat white. No worries. And as soon literally half time arrives, I'm not going back down because they've got, mm. you know, Dylan Hartley and Matt Gitto. They don't need me down there. So I was like, I've just got delivered a flat white and a little snack and a, and a couple of Kit Kat Chunkies. I was like, oh, God. Depends prime what channel, video a little bit, it? Yeah, Prime Video a little bit scared of showing my face. I can understand why. You know, it's been quite tired at the moment. So I just do comms. But that means, presumably, you can do corporate stuff before the game, which we can well, do. I do my own corporate stuff, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, look, we're not, we don't want to be too crass about it, but it's double bubble, isn't it? David, guess what? We've just had a cameo request in. We haven't done one for a while, so... Are they, is that those still that, going, that thing? Yeah, those that are listening. It. Yeah, we do. It's, Mate, we it's, it's going to make someone's year. By the way, just d- listeners, if we ever do cameos, right, we do do them. And we just don't go on about it. Um, Shanks will get the stuff in and he will send me the thing on WhatsApp and say, can you do this, please, fella? Can you do this? And then about a day later, it'll just be an arrow pointing up saying this, lad, this. <laughs> I'm like, mate, and I just can't. The, only, the good thing is I can always hear really what you say first. So yeah. I can just be horrible to you after. Yeah. And I never know what you sent them. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're all good so anyway yeah we got one coming in um i don't want to mention it just in case they decide to withdraw the cameo because we mentioned it on the podcast yeah but don't do it we will be we will be the second made millionaires in after the uh, clunge bloke after uk after jay from the in between after us. jay the clunge bloke, jay the clunge um bound to be yeah yeah um so this, I had a good night's sleep last night, Tom, you'd be pleased to know. But uh, on Saturday night, I didn't because I did the uh, uh, Women's World Cup final on um, Saturday morning and then went straight to Twickenham and did England-Japan. All all fine. So, hold on. You're just skimming through. I saw a bit of the final. How was it? Yeah. Um, cool. Do you want to do rugby anyway, chat carry now, on. Do you want to do rugby chat? I know. I know. We'll save that. We'll save that. Yeah. Sorry. I was yeah. thinking, so, got, uh, but long story short, my uh mrs best family friends were getting married in sloan square in london right very posh yeah so she went she went to the wedding during the day we booked a hotel a she booked a hotel a terrible terrible hotel terrible um on sloan street which sounds great it was horrific and she booked the table so i got a taxi straight from twickenham to um sloan street Got to this hotel for like half seven, 20 to eight, something like that at night. Literally walked in the door. All the lights are off because the tiny little room, the baby's cot, the baby's asleep in her travel cot at the end of the bed. Shh, yeah, see you later. She's straight out the door to the wedding to go and get pissed and dance. I'm with the baby. I'm going to log on and I'm going to catch up on all the premiership rugby for the next day for the highlight show because we had to start the highlight show. I had a seven o'clock taxi taking me to the Stonex because we had to do the highlight show before 
and after the live game, right? Which was also an early kickoff, right? I know I'm killing myself here. So it's so boring. So we get there, the baby wakes up 20 times because she's a baby. Um, and all of the knobs who have supercars in Knightsbridge and Sloan Street around that area, they're up and down in AMG Mercs, Lamborghinis, Porsches, Ferraris, booting their cars. That's like Porta Banus, is it? Yeah, it's mate, it's it's so ridiculous, you can't believe it. There was a there was a matte black convertible uh, Lamborghini Gallardo at the front of the hotel part when I got there. But that's Roger and Harry. He's got one. He's got Roger, oh, there you go. There you go. Two. So it was parked there. And then I had to go downstairs to meet my Deliveroo guy. Sorry about that. I was not getting room service. The hotel was rank. So got a Deliveroo, went downstairs to meet the Deliveroo guy on his scooter. And this bloke is standing leaning on the car with, he's on his phone. And I just said, is that yours, mate? And he goes, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. That's basically, yeah. I'm thrashing it, thrashing it. I should have got out of first gear, needed second gear. Kept it in foot. Yeah, something, something's gone. Something's gone. And he was like panicking. And it basically beasted his car up and down in first gear, showing off to the street's empty. The street is empty, but he's booting it up and down. And anyway, he's knackered his Lamborghini. So I kind of sympathetic and I'm not. They also woke the kid up <clears throat> and the kid woke up at three and that was it. So I was knackered, brutal early start. And I was like about half three. I sat up in bed and I was like, F this, got in the shower, packed my bags. And about four o'clock in the morning, I was just sitting in reception at this hotel on a sofa, slumped, trying to close my eyes with my bags packed, coat on, shoes on, suit carrier packed at four in the morning. Couldn't get to sleep because she's screaming in our room. Five o'clock, ting, the lift opens and it's my missus and the baby buggy packed up. And she's like, this is hell. I'm going home because she didn't drink luckily at the wedding because she knew she'd have a rough night. So she's like, I'm going home. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going home. And I literally got in the car at five o'clock in Knightsbridge and the NCP and drove all the way back to Bath. And I went back to the room and lay on the bed with my shoes on, my coat on, everything on. Alarm went off at seven, straight to Sarah's. You're like, mate. So anyway, this is this is a terrible chat. I just uh, wanted you to know that I um, the whole notion of having like, oh, do you know what? Mrs. is out, but I'll have room service and chill on the laptop hotel room in Knightsbridge. After a big game, big day, didn't happen, mate, and it was terror. Mate, you got a baby. Nothing's easy. Unless you're on your own, then. I didn't want to say I told you so, but I was like straight away, don't take the baby to London. Pay someone to look after her overnight at home. Pay. Don't have a baby. That that was also that was my first idea. There's nothing worse, mate. Remember, I had it a couple of weeks ago, a gypsy wedding. No. Traveller's wedding. In Manchester. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Just banging on the door all night. John Joe, Margaret, Tommy. I'm not making yep. these names up. These were the names of who was in the room next to me. Margaret. Margaret. John Joe. John Joe. Princess. Margaret. Wake, wake up. Ah, oh, it's a nightmare. Absolute nightmare. It just ruins your day. But it didn't come across like that. Um, well, I say it didn't come across like that. I've not heard you doing the co-coms for ITV, but... It's David Flatman. It's going to be good. No, it's going to be fine. No, I, I wasn't. I genuinely didn't feel tired doing any of the work, really, because it's it's you're only working for an hour and a half, aren't you, really? But, um, no, I really enjoyed it. But um, yes, yeah, so there you are, mate. Look, and I went to the gym this morning, International Chess Day. But I got, I was like, I woke up and I had a good night's sleep, Tommy. But I was just like, when you've got no energy, you've got no energy. So I went there, I got through it, but really didn't offer much. I'm going to stop doing chest, I think. I think I'm getting my chest is getting too big for the rest of me. So I might stop doing gut. <laughs> it's getting too big. <laughs> There's another gag there that I'll leave. But I was thinking today, I've gone down to the gym and I've done 45 minutes of pretty average weights. And I've literally worked on my basically nipples and above is all I've done. <laughs> it's That's all like you need to do. All I've got is nipples and above and calves. That's all I've got. Great for headshots. Yeah, and good. I'm good in. I'm good from the back in board shorts as long as it's bottom half only. Um, no box. hammies, no hammies. Bit of a gut, big love handles, but you know, just, just a big, big heart. Yeah. If you took four foot away from me, from calves to <laughs> nipple, kneecap, kneecap to nipple. <laughs> yeah, great bloke. Hell of a specimen. Oh, um, right. Well, uh, we have, do you want to do an Andrew Cotter break? 
hold on, hold rugby. on. I just oh, want to tell you what I've been watching. Oh yeah. Did you watch the footballer, the wife and no. the crash? Okay. Not yet. Fine. Uh, I finished Rogue Heroes SAS, which was good. Was it good or silly? I quite enjoyed it because a lot of it was based on true events. I'm going to watch a documentary as well out there about um, Paddy Main, Sterling, and the other one. I can't remember his name. The originals, mate, they are. Yep. yep legends. But old Ben Backhouse blast from the past started messaging us the other night. Ben and shit house. He, taught, he was telling us about the old man on Disney, Seen Seth it. Bridges. So I'm going to crack on with that. Just think, if I what I really, really want to do to Jeff Bridges is I want to get a syringe, I want to stick it in his tongue and just withdraw whatever's in there a little bit because <laughs> it's too big. It's too big. You aren't got... going to like the uh, kind of what you might call slack jaw slack jaw pauses during this series then because there's a lot of them. Like you feel like his bottom, you like his jaw the bottom half of it is going to drop and never come back sometimes. I'm looking at you now, all right, because we're doing this on Teams because we've had some technical issues. Yeah. And when you speak, I can see teeth and I can see a, yeah. a mouth. I can't see tongue. Every time yeah. Jeff Bridges and Harry Kane speak, all I see is this this tongue, which slug. is like a giraffe. Because they've got, they've got massive tongues to be able to slip through all of their quickly brambles to get the leaves yeah clever buggers mm. yeah uh, the old man came really highly recommended by loads of people on twitter and it is worth watching well he's how old do you think he's meant to be in it 60 65 mm. and there was two fbi agents which he is able to defeat Using it's, Steven yeah. Seagal tactics, you know, so just like yeah. close court combat. And I'm thinking they're they're not even FBI; they're operators, you know. So they're ex-military. Yeah. So it, that it's just what I'll say is, yeah, it you may as well watch it, but it's not it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It is not Gangs of London, which um, I realised. Remember years ago when it. I when I said that you had a podcast you recommended and i said it's so poor because it's just someone reading a script and it's really badly written script and they walk among us and i got loads of hate tweets from the crime pod community saying we stick together yeah. you better watch your back <laughs> like yeah. in this community i'm like yeah i don't want to offend anyone but gangs of london was absolutely terrible i don't want to mince my way it is that is yeah i watched I it to the end, the end of it, it is, i didn't but, finish oh, mate Do you know what it's I've, so also bad. from the old man I'd love to find a friendship like he has with those dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. My dog doesn't give okay. a toss what I say. Um, no. We're watching... Tries, um, tries to run away from you, mate. I got recommended We Own This City, which I've just finished, which is good. True story, based on true yeah. events. Good. Uh, about corrupt policing, Baltimore. Not amazing. Not a patch on the wire. Um it was fine. Didn't didn't love it actually. I thought I would and didn't. And a couple of couple of episodes into the mayor of Kingstown, yeah, which weirdly um, is the only program I've ever watched that I thought to myself, oh my god, I'm getting old and going deaf. I can I can hear fifty percent of the words spoken in this TV oh, show. Turned it right up, and we can't fucking hear it. I hate that. And my miss is the same. Like it's not just me. It's we cannot hear a word they are saying, and it's starting to annoy me. Do you know what scares you then? Because you've turned it up so loud. When there's music comes on, it just. See, I'm, that's it. I'm constantly. I've got the remote in my hand for the whole show, turning it down and up. They start and they start shooting people down. It's just a bit. It's annoyed. It's annoyed me, unfortunately. Edited poorly. Right there we are. There, that's yeah, our. Let's, quick do, an, let's of... do our Andrew Cotter break quickly. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Thank you Andrew for that break. Cheers cuz. Well done, mate. Look, can we look? Do me a favour, Tom. This could end up being a really long pod. It's not going to be. I, what I need from you first yeah. is I want you to talk me through the Women's World Cup. Yep. And and Ben Earl. And after that, we can just crack on with the Autumn Nation series. Yeah. And we're not going to be long, are we? Because oh. everyone knows. Right? The Women's World Cup final was absolute. It was a brilliant final. So there was drama at the start. There's a red card. Uh, for England, and it's the right call, and it knocked out, you know, Lydia Thompson knocked out Portia Woodman, New Zealand's best, or one of the best players. Of course, they can replace her um, with Latia Langer, but they can't, but they're England, you know, England down to 14, so you think they're up against it. Um, England ultimately, England scored, Abby Dow scored in the semi-final against Canada, the try, the best try of the whole tournament, like it was amazing. They went from behind their own post, only a six-point game in a semi-final, they went, they went length, you know, the whole length of field. It was brilliant. Uh, however, that's not how they played generally. They've just done catch and drive, more pick and go, more, more, more. And who cares if it gets you to the final? Um, but ultimately, they maul their way. And, they, you know, anyway, it ends up being an even final because England are a woman down, whatever. Could they have won it? Would they have won it with 15? Maybe, but you don't know. Anyway, so... It boils down to, if you think about the semi-final, France-New Zealand, France did enough to win, had a penalty to win it, and Joanne uh, missed the penalty that she would normally get, and it was brutal for her, and New Zealand went through because Joanne, the French kicker, missed a relatively easy kick, um, and so New Zealand got lucky. Last play of the game... Like Italy-Australia at the weekend. Yep. A bit like that. Yep. Yep, 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 exactly like that, mate. So that was amazing, so I was standing next to Matt Gitto when Topsy told us that Australia had lost and he was yeah yeah so um what a nice guy gets is lovely man so that happens and in the final England basically get themselves in a position to win with the last play of the game catch and drive in the corner now Abby Ward I believe calls the line outs she puts herself to the front and this is like I know you're a centre but you know this so New Zealand, I, I mentioned it at half time. New Zealand, for some reason, just didn't compete at the line out. They competed on the first line out at like 60 minutes when Nang Wu came off the bench. Right. So they just didn't compete. They gifted England ball, gifted them tries. I'm like, what are they doing? At least jump. Like, even if no one can be asked lifting you, at least jump. Anyway, didn't compete. And then they England put Abby Ward to the England. So Abby Ward went to the front. She's obviously going to take a flat ball at two because it's the easiest throw, the most, the, the lowest risk ball. And if you're going to drive, it doesn't matter where the ball is, right? Because the backs don't want it anyway. This is it. England go. It's like so predictable because they're knackered, high pressure and all that. Go up at the front. No movement behind to draw lifters away, to draw pods away, to draw anyone else's attention. No subterfuge, no choreography, just basically a limp drill at two. And New Zealand picked it off and won the game. And it was like... It's ironic that New Zealand finally decided to compete and stopped England winning the World Cup. So that it basically boiled down to a line-out drill that just wasn't good enough at the end. Well defended by New Zealand, but England just didn't perform the drill well enough at the end. And history was made, sold out Eden Park. So that was that was high drama. And then um, 
then uh, watched Saracens Northampton yesterday. Saints are 22 points up. Sarries win it. Um, there is a longer story. Go and read it in the newspapers if you want, but it's just the most amazing comeback. And like first half, Saints were amazing. Second half, it was like someone literally pressed stop on their attack. They just stopped. And they had Salakai Lotto, the big lock. He got Simbind. And as soon as he got Simbin, they lost their best carrier. They lost probably their biggest hitter. They lost their biggest mall disruptor. And they start conceding from mall, you know, slash uh, pick and go, caught line outs in the corner, missed him big time, conceded points when he was off, never recovered. And I've watched a lot of premiership games in my the last decade or so, Tommy. I'm not sure I've ever seen a player dominate a premiership game like Bernal dominate the second half of that game yesterday. He was like... He was t- smashing people. He was jackaling. He was making clean breaks. He was making half breaks, passes, offloads. He didn't kick. Otherwise, he was 50 miles better than everyone else on the field. Like, absolutely freaky. And one other observation I made was that I don't think I've heard referees shouted at in a club game as much as I heard referees shout at the ref and assistant referees shouted at by Saracens yesterday. Um, they were hammering them the whole day, bleating the whole day, and it started to really annoy Andrew mm. Jackson, the ref, um, and rightly. I mean, it's just like they it was actually really bad. Brilliant players, lovely fellas and all that, but it was really bad, and they need to stop it, I think. Uh, and on that, Rassi Erasmus is now posting more videos of calls that he thinks went, you know, of course, there's biased refs and they're, uh, some are some are good, some are right calls, but you can't do that. You can't just post from his position, start hammering refs. Yeah, but it's Even like some of the, some of them will be right, some of them might be wrong, right? Mm. That, but it's that is that's not the point. Like, no, because things are missed in the game the whole time. Yeah, I got a South African mate, and I texted him, "What do you reckon?" He goes, "Well, is it wrong?" I was like, "That's not the point. It's not the no. point if it's right." There are people who assess these referees. Wait, let's break down every game this weekend in the Autumn Nation yeah. series and post what are wrong calls. It's like. Adam Beard won a penalty for Wales at the weekend, uh, a Jacklin penalty. His hands were all over the floor. He wasn't supporting his own yep. weight. Happens, you know, mate. All the time. Like, I just, I just think, I think it is. Yeah, this is. It feels like almost like risky to say something because he's the sort of bloke. I don't know. I don't know. Is he the sort of bloke that's going to find out who we are and pile into us and cause all of South Africa to rip into us? I don't know. Uh, but it's just. I think it is. I wouldn't so... at the moment, mate. I'm tired. Uh, yeah. And... Okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I think it is I'll so poor. It's so poor. It's so poisonous. Um, I think it just what it does is there's a presumption that there's an inherent bias against South Africa, which I genuinely believe is bollocks. Um, it's hard done by everything. It's it's not fair when they lose. Um, hey, it's it's sore losing. It's all that stuff. But what it does is it allows it gives everybody permission because he's at the top of the game, the world game. It gives anybody who wants permission to rip into the officials who literally cannot and will not ever put in immaculate performances because yeah, he's got form for it already. He's got form for it already. They, you know, he's already they've got to bin him off fun. again, mate. They've got they've mm. got they've got to see him off again because I think mm. it's outrageous what he's doing. And it just so happens he's doing it to Barnsley, and we know Barnsley. He is, I think, prob- probably the greatest ref there's ever been. Um brilliant bloke and the truth is, mate, I tell you what I think when I see it all. I think he needs dealing with and properly dealing with. I then think we know Barnsley like well. J- like Jason Fox dealing with. Get him in. <laughs> but I think I, we, I just hope Wayne Barnes is all right. Like, it must be horrific for him. And everyone says they're all right. And I actually hope he's all right. Like, I would hate that if someone did that to me. I wouldn't just laugh it off. I'm not someone uh, who I seeks th- confrontation. I, but Barnsley should, Barnsley should be confident enough you know he's done over 100 tests and he gets a lot of praise because i agree mate he's probably one of the best refs we've had on this planet if you look at all his games and the way he refs games so, and any other planet yeah and any other planet um in our solar system so i, th- I think barnes would be okay i hope he I is hope so yeah anyway well i did send him a message a voice note to say because i thought a voice note would be more personable than send him a text for his 100th cap as ref, but and he didn't respond to it. No, he's blanked so well. He's yeah, he's in my bad books at the moment. Just so having having said that, I hope he's all right. And after what Erasmus is doing, uh, unofficially doing, to, indirectly doing to him, um, 
you know, having not replied to you or me, the bloke's a dick. Ignorant. So, Never like we, we we never respected him or liked him, did we? He's above his pay station at the moment. Yeah, I might actually do a couple of videos myself. Apparently, he's um he's got his agent to send an email to World Rugby asking if he can attend all the Centurions dinners that they do with like John Smith, McCall. <laughs> 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 I should be included, and he wants a cap, and it's all really awkward. Apparently, <laughs> they're going to they're going to frame some combat trousers for him and <laughs> all the lads to sign them. <laughs> Utility belt. Yeah, right. Let's rattle through these games because everyone knows what happened. Um, Capuzzo for Italy is amazing. I love him. Yep. Love yep. him. I just say I was just saying on Twitter before, like this breakthrough player of the year that World Rugby are doing. Mac Hansen's got to win it, really. I, I think because he's just been amazing. But he has been good. But I'm not Capuzzo sure for Italy, mate. Oh, it's a lot harder to stand out in a team like Italy because. Yep. At least Ireland, Ireland's attack is amazing, and Mac the best Hansen team in the world. Yeah. Is is a good player. And he's, he is really good. And he gives Ireland... And he, he's a different type of player. You know, he's always looking for the ball. He's always working. He's a lot like Jack Noel, in a way. Yeah. You know, he's just hungry for it. But Capuccio, mate, playing for a, a team that is improving mm. and it's nowhere near the level of Ireland yet, I think it's... I think you could argue that he probably should win it. Yep. Ever since his try against Wales... Yeah. He was electric at the weekend, um, mm. but also good win for Italy against Australia. It just shows I watched when I watched France, Australia, I didn't see, I saw about basically 60 minutes of it. And I actually thought France were poor rather than Australia were brilliant. I thought yep. France, I know they're great and all that, but I thought they looked quite poor in that that Australia game. So yeah, I mean, I it, I think they flattered to deceive a little bit, the Aussies on that, but it was a gettable kick Italy. though for Australia. It was gettable. Oi. Italy should play in Florence. You should all the see time. There's so been a couple good. of kicks like that the last couple of weeks. You know, Blair Kinghorn missed one, didn't he, for against Australia? Now Australia have missed one. Yeah. So a bit of redemption maybe there, but great win for Italy. Like that is huge for them. Yep. You know, because Love it. it's great. It it just changes your mindset before games because all yeah. of a sudden you think actually you know teams are beatable. We can do it. I'm, and and it, I'm yeah, you're right. I'm jumping around games now because uh, you've got you yeah. might have a list in your mind, but up yours don't care. Um, Wales Argentina, um, obviously completely neutral, but reasonably pleased that Wales won that. Um, but if only because I quite like the bragging rights. Someone on Twitter basically said, "So Argentina beat England, we beat Argentina, so we're better than England," and it's quite fun all that, you know. But I I didn't love the game. I got to say, uh, like the result, and the game just needed managing really, and the ball needed punting a little bit in that second half. But it was. I didn't, I didn't love, I didn't love it. I didn't think it was a particularly high quality game. Did you? No, it wasn't overly, overly exciting, but it was huge in terms of pressure for Wales. Mm. Not so much on Argentina. Now Argentina, they've had some big wins this year. They've been Australia in the rugby championship, New Zealand, England at home. Uh, what I did love though, what I, what did please me was it was good to see Lewis Rees-Samit at 15. He missed the captain's run, so everyone was slightly nervous whether he was going to make the starting lineup or not game day. And that would have had a massive effect on the game because Anscombe probably would have had to go to 15. Rees-Priesen would have had to come into 10. So two positional changes. And the first thing Rees-Samit does, runs the ball back and runs it back well. And yep. he's just got such good feet and good footwork before contact and a huge amount of pace and he's big and he's strong that he can get himself out of trouble but I thought he was quite decisive in what he wanted to do like he knew when he wanted to kick so he kicked it he, you know sometimes 15s can get in two minds and that's when they get turned over and that's when they especially run runners trouble. like him yeah. yeah they run into trouble but he was good and it was it gives Wales a bit more of an attacking threat because he's no doubt one of the best runners with a ball in hand but probably doesn't see it enough at 15 so wingers catch the ball a lot um, in backfield, throw it into your 15, and that's where the space is. And to see him with space and time in front of him, I think, was was good. Something that we have been missing in Wales recently. So that was good. Um, discipline at the start was pretty bad for Wales, and Buffelli, um nails two penalties. Then Wales were trying to get back into the game, and they had two lineouts, five metres out. Um, one was um, lost, the other nothing came of, and Wales get another penalty then, I'm thinking, right, this is probably, you should probably go for goal now you know, try and get something on the board 30 minutes gone, 
and they didn't. They went for the driving line out and it came off big time. And a big call from Justin Tipperick, right call though, because they scored a try for him and Falatau scored a try and that got them back in the game. Then there was um, Malaya who had plenty of time to kick the ball, mishit it, kicked it straight into Thomas Williams and gifted Wales a try. Yeah. You know, it's it, Wales didn't have to work hard for that, but sometimes you need luck in games. Yeah. Sometimes you need the ball to bounce your way, to ricochet your way. It and he did, did play well, Williams, and he did he did chase he, it down hard, so he made his own luck, didn't he? He was really good. He was one of the top performers, Yeah. as was Faletau. Tipperick was immense. Like Tipperick, def- Tipperick man. Yeah, Amazing. defensively, though, is, is where they really nailed it. They scored two yeah. tries, but Argentina came at them with a lot of power. They weren't too great behind. They weren't as good, as, as clinical as they were against England behind, you know, especially from set piece. But they still got a lot of power and they still got a lot of big runners and they were just not back. And there was some, some huge defensive effort from Wales. So Geth and Jenkins had got them emotionally right. We needed a reaction. It's just a shame that you needed last week um, against New Zealand to get them to this level to perform. George North was excellent defensively. Didn't have too much to do in attack, but made some really good reads at 13 um, of jamming in. Um, a couple of issues. We lost Dan Liddy. We lost Will Rowlands. They look like they're going to be out for a, a long time. But Jack Morgan came on and he's good old boy mind. So good. Doesn't look big like compared to other, but the amount of power to weight ratio he's got, I think it is really huge. And yards after contact, so taking the ball in, driving with the legs and just working those extra sort of three or four meters makes it makes a huge difference. He made a big impact when he came on. Um, Gareth Anscombe goes off fairly early, but Reese Priestland comes on and, and that was all about game management because Wales were in the lead and did exactly what he needed to do. Saw the game out, kicked well, didn't mess around, two or three phases, ball's gone straight away. Um, so, all in all, it was a good performance. Gareth Thomas was another good performer, uh, Lou said. Some good carries. Defended, well, type, defended really well, as did Ken Owens. So, it was a big effort, a big effort from Wales to beat Argentina. They needed a reaction. They did it. Move on now to Georgia and then um, the climax against Australia at the end, which is a game at the moment you'd say they should win. Question. Talk. Go on. Is Alan Wynne Jones done? Uh, he was left out, and that wasn't through injury. So, not sure. Not sure at the moment. Um, at some stage, though, they're going to have to start looking at other younger players coming through because he's not in a starting position. You know, you're going to go with Will Rowlands and Adam Beard at the moment. So, Will Rollins is injured, of course, but so it's yeah, he is. At the yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, maybe Chris Tashunza might come in at six of the weekend. See what he's like. I know he's been scoring tries for Exeter, but Wales don't play like Exeter. That's the issue. So yeah. he play. He he's able to hang around a lot in the wide channels and use his pace and power that he's got for such a big yeah. man. Wales don't play like that. Nor do you get time and space like that. At test level rugby, but I think they they need to have a look at him. Um, there will be a few changes. Maybe Owen Watkin might get a bit of a run. Sam Costello might have a, a shot at 10. We might see Josh Adams at 15. But I don't want them to make too many changes. But on, this, on the flip side, they need to make changes to, for people to get runs. I want and, them to make loads and have a go. That's what I want. And a bit, but, stick, stick the youth team in there, mate. Anyway, much better place. Good. Well done, Wales. That's good time last week. No, we like that. Talk um, me through... I mean, look, Ireland, Fiji was always going to be that way. Ireland just play too much rugby, yeah. too smart, too intelligent in attack. Yeah. Take, it, take, take the power game away from Fiji and attack with numbers as they do. Yeah. So comfortable win for them. Um, Munster beats South Africa A, which I thought was yeah. a big result for Munster because they've been struggling this year, Flats, in the URC. And Happy it was a real, round tree to get that. Yeah, through. real poor start to the season, but... That's the type of game that will turn their season around. England, Japan, 52-13. Um, 
main England in a much better place defensively. They were really good off the line, really hungry. A couple of penalties for offside, which don't really mind because it, you know, is a bit they're desperate to chop down to take away space. Um, I thought um, Japan were really disappointing, um, really underwhelming. They looked great against New Zealand's second team, mostly a second team two weeks ago. And we saw very little of that. There was some nice interplay, a couple of little a couple of little patches of it, but really ultimately quite disappointing. They got battered at set piece. Um, England have got a lot of power. Uh, Sam Simmons is a good carrier, but geez, he defended well against Japan. He was re- he's got beautiful tackle technique, big power, uh, knocking people around. He was he was really really impressive. Um, the the main conversation really is around whether Smith Farrell at ten twelve works, um, and it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. It's gonna it's gonna continue. But I just I think it looked better. I do think it looked better. Um, but I just wonder if Farrell taking it relatively flat and stationary and pulling it out the back to Smith is gonna be a bit predictable. Like I think about New Zealand this week, and I think they look vulnerable. They look there for the taking. As we'll talk about Scotland in a sec. It's not predictable if you carry it and you hit the short option. Yeah. That's that's how you become unpredictable because you you take different options every single time. Yeah. So if you decoys like it's like when um Argentina scored against England last sat last week, the decoys were so aggressive that you had to stick on them and there's so much space because of it. But England looked better in attack and wouldn't be fluid um i still i still i'm not still I, I kind of like the idea of having said marcus smith should start every game for the rest of time I'd, against new zealand i would be eddie jones almost definitely won't but i'd be quite tempted to go farrell to a Lange slade because it feels like such a good balance but that won't happen um what so you so, think get rid of marcus smith now for the big game I think I think give him 25 minutes, 30 minutes at the end. Yeah, I do actually. Or put Farrell on the bench, but that just seems infinitely less likely. So either or. So you don't um, think so? You don't think Marcus Smith is number one for England? I think either of them could be, but you've got a guy playing his hundredth Test, mm. who's a double or triple lion, whatever he is, mm. who's won won so much. I think in a game like that. And he, and he's in really good and he's in good form. Before he played, Owen Farrell played really well against um, Japan. So I think if I was picking the team, I'd be tempted to do that. But I think that because you'll have happen. you'll have Jordy Barrett at twelve and you have Rico Ioane at thirteen, two big carries. Then you've got Caleb Clark as well on the wing, who yeah. is Quartzilla. a beast. Yeah. But I mean, New Zealand just they looked really good in the second half against Wales. They looked, um, I thought they were really poor. It, I actually thought it's one of the worst New Zealand teams I've watched in quite a while um, this weekend and doesn't mean they're going to be poor next weekend. They still didn't look appalling or anything like that, but the standards we've come to expect over the last generation or two, they didn't, they weren't really at it. And, um, but England looked improved, ultimately disappointing from Japan because I was, you know, as a rugby fan, I was quite excited about watching them play and they didn't really do a lot. Mm. There you go. All there right. Go. Um, Scotland, mate, because I'm doing the doing the Saris game, and on the big screen you've got um, Scotland New Zealand on, and they're only you think, come on, come on. And I I said I said to the other guys in the crew, it was like, they won't win. They'll go close and lose at the end, and New Zealand mm-hmm. won't have to do much to win it. And I hope I'm wrong. And I got in the car to come back, and I was being I was I was in a taxi, so I could watch it on my phone, and put it on and just like oh no oh no and men nearly again. men again gutted. is is that the closest opportunity they'll get for a long time yep mm. yeah. do you know what i would what i Stuart hog brilliant bit of individual brilliance kick through and it was given as a penalty try i wish you could give that try to Stuart Hogg. Yeah. So it wouldn't be a penalty try. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because he did everything. Yeah. You know, it should have been his try. And it won't be remembered as his try. It'd be a penalty try. But he created that try from nothing. Mm. Just a great bit of vision, great bit of pace. Um, that was my first bugbear. But you're right. You know, Scotland looked really good. Um, probably the best I've seen him play for a while. Uh, no shock that it's involved Finn Russell. Yeah. 
Um, their pack looks really good. The pack looks strong. They look like they, they've got some quality players behind. Darcy Graham is... He's fab, isn't he? It, like, he's first on the team sheet. One of the first, Well, there's a couple of firsts on the team sheet. Um, but you can't have a couple of firsts, mate. Yeah, there are. There's Finn Russell, there's Darcy Graham, Stuart Hogg. Let's say they're automatic selections. You can't have four firsts. You can't. I, it's my pod. You can't, pod. Write, you can't write four things at the same time. All right, well, you're, you're picking me up on a technical <laughs> issue here. But you know what I mean. I know what you're saying, boy. Okay. They have to be on the team sheet together. Yep. Um, so there, there's some quality players there. The yellow card had a massive effect on the game for Scotland you just can't tackle like that see it all the time all the time see loads of tackles like that there's one against um, Argentina it should have been a yellow card if that's a little bit further out for for Argentina then it's given as yellow this one was given as yellow it's exactly the same really um, with I think it was Jack Dempsey wasn't it got yellow carded yep you know it is a yellow. You can't tackle like that. It's it's not the right way to tackle. Your arms are coming out. You know exactly what you're doing. You're trying to stop the ball. You, you arrive a little bit too late. And you think, oh, you can get the ball away now. I have to move my arms up. And when you have time like that to think, you do. And it was the correct call and ultimately um, led to New Zealand scoring. Yep. So I feel really sorry for Scotland because I was covering the All Blacks 15 and Barbarians 15. And myself and Rory Hamilton, who were commentating, you couldn't help but checking your phone now and again to see the score. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, this is it. This Come is on, it. Lads. But Come on, they, had, they had a nine-point lead nearly with 20 minutes to go. But you, you just know New Zealand are going to come back. They are going to come. They're, they're just too good. There's too many There's too many good players in their squad, like one-on-one. That can Rico, make a difference. Ardy Surveyor. Yeah, Rico Ioani came off the bench and was just... Just TJ Paranara as well. Different gravy. Yeah, just different gravy. And you're like, well, there's only so much you can there's only so much you can do about that. It's a bit like when I was commenting on Saris yesterday. I was like, at one point, I think I said something inane on the TV. And I said, What what you've got is you've just got brilliant players doing simple things really well. Like there was yeah. Sean Maitland scored this one try from counter-attack. And it wasn't like anything was really on. It was like, Alex Good gets the ball, has a little look. And Elliot Daly shouts for a miss pass. He gives it to him. Elliot Daly just gasses two people on the outside, two on one, Maitland in the corner. Like, this mm. is not a complicated try. It's just a team. It's just these lads are better at that point. <laughs> you just got better players at some point. Like, 100%. 100%. Like, they kind of what it is. That's why they're paid big money and they play at Saracens because they are better at doing, executing that type of skill than others. Consistently not every, doing Not that, everyone yeah. can do it. Yeah. Um, so I, I did feel for Scotland, but yeah, gutted actually. I was, I was at the know, back the, of the taxi. I was the like, all blacks, oh. the all blacks. Yeah. Um, anyway, the Barbars game was good. Um, I think it was ten tries all in, five tries each. Yep. Um, typical game, exactly what you see. What what you tell expect. me about Zach Mercer, mate? Uh, I gave him player of the match. Like I'm, I'm not sure if that's the first time I've seen him play live. Um, because I wouldn't have covered too many games for Bath or Montpellier. But I was so impressed. I was like, like, you know, when you watch Ardy Surveyor and you get impressed by his footwork and his power. Yeah. Exactly the same when I was watching Zach Mercer. Like, yeah, it scored, it took him three attempts to score. First time he dropped the ball over the line. Second time, Joe Marler scooped it back in a scrum with his hand, which Luke Pearce eventually saw. And then then, uh, the time after that, Clean strike in the scrum, picks up, runs over nine and ten. But he's got the power to match the footwork. So it's not like he's lightweight. You know, he's got so much explosiveness um, in his body and his leg drive. And because you look at him, you think he's not the biggest. No, he's not. Number eight. But it doesn't really matter. Arby Surveyor's not a huge man. Yeah. Balotel's not a huge man. Agreed. Yeah. And yeah, he got player of the match because everything he did was he dominated contact and he was just he was brilliant all game he's relentless so he got it but they nearly lost yeah. it they were the barbars they were all blacks had a line out all blacks 15 had a line out five meters out last play of the game and Lore jumps up in the middle knocks it back 
Barbar's last for another minute, picking it going, kicking the ball out and one. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's on via play if you want to watch that. And then we just have to really quickly touch on France, South Africa. Oh my God. It was a lot like New Zealand, Australia in the rugby league. I haven't seen that. Oh, I'm going to watch that later. That was just one of the best things I've ever watched. This game was brutal. I know you you can say that about a lot of games, but I've not seen collisions and and power like these two before. And look, Steph Detroit was a red card, clearly red. I wouldn't say he's a dirty player. No, it's a bad red, though. It is a bad red. It's the first red he's had. He wasn't looking where he was going, but he knows what he's doing. He knows he's leading with the head. And there's a chance that you're going to make contact with someone else's head. Had to be a red. He'd be banned for a long time. But it's the first red he's ever had. So it's not like he's got history yeah. behind it. So I think that needs to be taken into account. Yeah. Second one was a red as well. More of an accidental red from Dupont. Just loses the ball completely because his back is turned, which is exactly what you want from the kick. You want players to lose the ball in the air so they mm. can't see it. Takes a man out. Um, and we've also touched on Razi Erasmus with... Uh, his what do you videos, think um, I don't like it at all. I think maybe he has got some points, and maybe you look at one of the French tries with the double movement. I can't remember who scores it, but it could be viewed as double movement. I initially thought that's not a try because it looks like he crawls over the ball and it's not immediate placement. Um, but it's subjective, isn't it? And other refs will look at that and, and give it. So you, you see him given and you see him disallowed. Yeah. So whichever, depending on whichever team you support, you'll go along with with that. But it was some huge carries in that game, and I was watching it and wincing a lot of the time, thinking, "Oh, this is why I'm so glad I don't play rugby anymore." Yeah, it was. Oh my god, it was. I mean, the only word for it is horrific. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh my god, oh my yeah. god. At one point, I player cammed Anthony Gillon, who got player of the match in the end, French back row, just for a couple of minutes. And he was getting, he was carrying, and he's getting absolutely pasted. Like, it reminded me of in Superman, where, is it one of the baddies gets that drain cover and, like, throws it like a frisbee and, like, smashes Superman into a wall, or was it the other way around? I can't remember, but it's like, he's just, it's like he's getting hit by a car. And then mm. South Africans carry, and he's hitting people, and it's like they've been hit by a car. Like, it's just savage, savage. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God, these hits at Etzebeth in the middle of everything, man. Like, yeah, he, he is not a fake hard man. All this posturing and shoving people around, that's a load of rubbish. That means nothing. He is a proper hard as nails. Athlete. That is exactly what I'm like at home with my kids. <laughs> Abrasive as frig. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, we've done it. Well done, France. Oh, um, yeah. Job done. Um, hope the videos stop. Don't love those. Anyway, well done, Tom. Long pod, but we're great guys, yeah? Yeah, we are. And now we can just yawn away because we've been looking at each other. Yeah, battling. There's been, there's been a lot of yawning. Battling, yeah. <laughs> but you've done well. you kept the energy high, mate. Well done. So, well done. who have you got this weekend? Who have you got this weekend? Um, England, New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The big one. What day? Uh, what time is that? On Saturday, five fifteen, I think. You're doing Georgia. Is yours early? Is yours earlier? Yeah, one o'clock. Perfect. Which means I'm be able to get home by four-ish. Straight on the lash, is it? Oh, you can listen no, to me, can't not you, mate? Can. To me, can't I'm you, mate? Going out for Beaujolais Day on Thursday. So. Oh, I was talking about um, on uh, during comms towards the end of the game. I was talking about Tom Curry, and I accidentally said. Sam Curry, uh, sorry Tom, it's Sam, sorry, sorry Tom Curry. No one noticed except Sam Curry. <laughs> you know Sam Curry, <laughs> uh, mate, the producer. Complete accident. Yes. So he's a mate that I work with a lot in the UK and he lives in Oz now in Sydney. And I actually met up with him when I was over there in July, we doing the England yep. test, and um, I accidentally said Sam Curry, and he got married yep. last week. So well done, well done, well done, cousin. But he uh, sent me a text saying, "I gather that was a wedding present. <laughs> you taught me, you give, you give me player of the match or something." I was like, "Yeah, all right, mate. Sorry." But no one noticed oh, that. Who he is, cause he's oh, I've done a couple, mate. I've done a couple. I, yeah. At one stage, I started calling Darcy Graham Darcy Russell for a game. <laughs> and then John Barkley managed to copy that off me and did the yeah, same. And then Gareth Hardy, Buff. Yep. Yeah. Kieran Hardy. I'm well, there's a, exactly. Hardy, there's, so. there's a um, 
I've got a, there's a reserve prop for the New Zealand, the Black Ferns, a women's team called Crystal Murray, and she's like absolute baller, right? She says all this great stuff. And I kept saying to Nick Mullins before he commentated on the game, I was like, do not call her Crystal Meth, because it's Crystal Murray. It's like, do not call her Crystal Meth. Oh, Crystal Meth. She's one of my favourite players, Crystal Meth. He didn't, he didn't buckle, of course he did Too professional, mate. Too good. No, he's too yeah. good. Anyway. All right, well done, lad. Long on this. Sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry, guys. Love you. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.